0: Greetings and salutations to you all. This is DD Moonflyer. Welcome to Twilight Tonic, your weekly voyage to points distant and parts unknown. We'll discuss all things paranormal, spiritual, weird, and wonderful. So if you're ready, grab your favorite tonic, your best comfy chair, and let's begin. Welcome to Twilight Tonic, everyone. I have a great guest tonight, but first I want to ask everyone a favor. If you love my podcast, which I hope you do, please make sure to share it or subscribe. So I would love, love also to get feedback from you guys. Feel free to look me up on Facebook under DD Moonflyer, or you can also look me up on Instagram. I'm always open to suggestions, so please communicate with me. But tonight I am. Really happy to have Anthony Simonoli on tonight. He is, did I say it right, Anthony? Uh, Simonelli. Simonelli. It's okay, it's okay. Almost, I'm so bad with last names.
1: I can blame it on my
0: dyslexia, but you know. (laughs) But this guy is one busy guy. He has his own podcast, and everybody knows I love to interview other podcasters. It's always so much fun. There's always a reason why they're in this field. But he has a podcast, and he co-hosts at Dimensions of the Supernatural, which is a live podcast. Is that correct, Anthony? Yes, it is. He is also a spirit artist, so his intuitive side is there, guys. We're going to talk that, about that tonight. Mm-hmm. He is the co-founder of Seeker, The Seeker Chronicles Productions.
1: <laughs> Seeker's Club of the, of the Paranormal. Oh, The Seeker's Chronicles, yes. Yes. I did that too. I, I do so many things. I forget half the time what I'm doing
0: anymore. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and you've probably seen him on the Travel Channel and on Amazon Prime and Zoom Paraflex. And he has investigated for eight years. Is that right, Anthony?
1: I've been investigating for forty-eight years.
0: Oh my goodness! Smack me down!
1: I should <laughs> yeah, just start I, over. <laughs> that's that's okay. <laughs> forty-eight years. I started very young. I was thirteen years old when I first started.
0: That is amazing.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I started thirteen years old. Gosh. And,
0: so you've done this most of your
1: course. life i uh, a good portion of it, yeah, I've been seeing things since I was three years old yeah I, experience, I, ex- I actually see things when I was three years old, and um you know that's what got me into it into starting later on in life more investigating it because I was curious what I'd seen at the those young ages you
0: know? now when so. when you were were you just seeing relatives that have passed or were you just seeing People that just walked in, or how did that influence you? What happened? What was your earliest memory of
1: that? Well, my earliest memory, matter of fact, uh, since I got into, you know, I I, I I drew the actually drew what happened to me. Um, I was about three years old. The reason I know is about that age because I was living in um, Nick uh, Knickerbock area in Brooklyn, in um, Bushwick area at that, age. and I moved to Glendale later on when I was about four, but it was. Maybe about three, three, three years old, four years old. Um, I'm saying more three because I had a puppy at that time. What happened was I was watching TV, and back then I don't know what I, I, I might have been watching Wood Woodpecker or whatever those old old cartoons on our black and white TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's how old. <laughs> um, I, it was must have been about 1960. I think four, mm-hmm. 60, 63, 64, maybe even 65, something like that. Um, but I was watching TV, and back then, you know, I had the table over me. I thought that was my four, you know, you're kidding. I'm watching TV. I, my, my, I just got a puppy, a dog named Cookie, and she's the same side of me. So I'm watching TV, and um, I see in the kitchen, I see a shadow walking back and forth, so you know, little Tang kid um, that likes to eat, screaming, "Mom, Mom I'm hungry!" There's no answer. So I go running into the kitchen, and my dog the whole time was barking at the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't. And I went in the kitchen. and I'm like, I see, I, I seen a shadow walking by. So I walked in there. And I'm like, ma, "Ma, my mother wasn't there," and I was. Like, ma, my wife, She was on the other side of the house doing the bed, making the beds. So it was nobody in my that was my first experience with a shadow figure walking back and forth in my kitchen.
0: Wow. And,
1: you know, so I'm gonna figure it was that. But then other things happened. My uncle back then was in the national guard, so he used to go away. And um the one time I seen front door open, seen him come in and walk up the stairs. So I was very close with him. So I go running because it was a two-family house. We lived in the first floor. My grandparents and my uncle lived in the second floor. Mm-hmm. So I go running up, and I'm like, "Nanny, Nanny, where's Uncle Sal? Where's Uncle Sal?" And she goes, "He's he's um in the National Guard. He's away for the next couple of weeks. He has some training. He's doing something like that." So that was the second thing I really came across when I was back then. So those two things stuck with me my whole life. Then. Um we I moved to Glendale in Queens mm-hmm. um in uh nineteen sixty seven. Um I rem- remember that because my brother we moved there. My brother was a month old. He was born in April. We moved in the following month in in May. So my 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 brother still at the house. We still got that house too. Um and um I was there and I had so many, that's where really everything started um, more. But whatever it was might have followed me. I don't know. Maybe something was here already. Mm -hmm. But um, I would see shadows. I would see um, all kinds of stuff in the kitchen, if not the kitchen. Um, It would be somewhere in the house. Um, I started hearing my name being called. And, you know, you're a kid and it's like you're trying to not be afraid. And I was curious too, you know what I mean? I thought somebody's playing a joke on me, whatnot. Oh or sure. Yeah, you know, you know, I know. I was young. So the one day I seen the the shadow, shadow those in the kitchen. I seen the shadow shoot into the because we had like this long hallway in there um, that goes down to the bedrooms. So I, I seen the, the the shadow go into the hallway. And go down. So I went out and I followed it because I was like, because my brother was still in the crib. She was a little baby. This freaking thing was over the crib, my brother. <sighs> so I, I I walked in and I see this. I got scared. I said, go, go my brother. Go away with my brother. Of course, my brother wakes up. The thing shoots into the ceiling and disappears. My brother wakes up screaming and crying. And my, now my mother starts yelling at me. I get in trouble. Waking my brother up out of his bed. I was I, said, I told my brother, that's just the beginning of um, him causing me trouble since he was a kid. Younger know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, brothers, hey, what are you gonna do? Right. So, so throughout the years I seen shadows and stuff like that. Then I was about um I think I was about it was I was about eight years old mm-hmm. when I seen um I was um, in my room, and my room was down on the another uh, on the other end of the hallway. So it was like, like it was hidden back there. Like they didn't want me around, you know. You know, I, I was always thrown in the back of the house or something like that. With
0: my <laughs> they gave you the room <laughs> in the corner, did they? <laughs> yeah, like, they did the room in the
1: corner. Yeah, you belong in the corner. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, you know? I was the oldest, so um, so they they put me anywhere that you know I didn't bother my brother and um so i hear something out in the hallway and back then was it was like i think the late 60s 68 60 something like that i was i was about eight yeah, was about 69 70 so i seen I, I i hear noise in the hallway i'm like what the hell is that Look like, kind the of hallway back then they i I don't, I don't know if people do it nowadays but back then it was a big thing everybody had like this big spider plants in there. They call them spider plants Oh yeah, in the house, mm-hmm. you know? And we had this big one in the hallway. So I look out and I see a woman's face in it and it starts moving and stuff. And I'm like, no, that got me a little, you know, scared. Cause I actually seen the full face. I usually see, I've seen shadows and stuff like that. Right. You know, but I finally see, and it was like looking at me and making like, so I'm like, oh, and I jumped under my bed and put the covers on my head. Next day I go out, I start telling my mom. I'm like, Ma, you know, this is what I've seen. So I start telling my mom. She brings me into the dining room. And my father's in there. He's all upset. I'm like, what? And uh, so I told my mother what I've seen. And she goes, Sam, my father, Sam, show me, show me the picture you have in your wallet. And um, takes a picture out of his wallet and shows it to me. And it was a picture of his mother. And I, that was the person i seen the night before. His mom died before I was born. His mom, my, my grandmother died in 1958. Mm-hmm. That was way before I was born. So I'd never seen her. And my father never really had pictures. He had, he didn't have any pictures. That's the, the picture he carried. My father was in the Korean War. And that was the picture he carried of his mom during the battle. So that's the only picture he had left of her. And it was like all worn out. And it's like, that's her. That was the woman I seen. And um, so my mom's like, Oh, it was her birthday. My father always on her birthday, he uh, for years, he he always like, you know, was he he felt he felt sad and he cried a little bit and stuff like that on her birthday, on his yeah. mom's birthday. So <laughs> So it was her birthday that day, and I seen her the night before. Why she came to me, I don't know. You know,
0: she wanted to see her grandbaby. Maybe, maybe, yeah, it it could be. And you had the ability to see her. She probably knew that, so she was gonna like reveal herself to you as she's watching over you. That's pretty cool. Then I got one more that um,
1: when I was about. Um, I I was, I was ten because I know it was ten because it was like 1972 around Christmas time. It was like uh, December 21st and like that. And um, I get up, I go go into the bathroom to wash up and you know to get up for the day and I get in the bathroom and start washing up. And I look in my mirror and there's a man standing behind me, and he looked like a we look like my father, but older, you know. I'm like, mm-hmm. and I turn around, it's like, I went to Ma. <laughs> because every time I seen something, I went to my mom, uh, Ma. I just seen this man, and um, she took me back to the dining room again. And she goes, and She goes, Um, we just got a call. Your father, you, my grandfather, just passed. He looked, he. I didn't know him too well. He was very sick in hospital, and I really know him because mm-hmm. he never wanted to see anybody because he was very sick. And so I, I might have seen him like once or twice in my whole life. Right. And I, and what happened was he just they just got a call, um, like a little long be right before that, um, saying that he just passed away in the nursing home. Wow. And yeah, So he came to me. Um, so that was Some of my beginnings That's what really, After that You know I was 13 years old Seeing my first full body um in the cemetery uh-huh. And um, I was with a bunch of friends And what happened was We were going We went to, the, to In Glendale We had a place in Millville Next to us um, the town over. But to get there, um, to shortcut it's walking through the cemetery.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's what we did. And there was part, there was, I was with a bunch of girls and guys and stuff and we walked through the, the cemetery and they had this um, uh, Hallmark store. I don't know. It, it was called Hallmark. <laughs> uh-huh. it, it's been closed for like a billion years now. Um, we went there and, um, you know, work 13 years the like shop, you know, and then I it started getting dark out, so the girl said, we have to get home. So we start walking back towards the cemetery, walk through the cemetery again, and get to the other side, and there's a bunch of us there, and I'm standing there, and I'm looking at my friend, just talking to my friend like onto his face, I'm looking over his shoulder, and there's a woman standing by a grave, all mm-hmm. white, gown, like blowing, red hair, okay, and she was mm-hmm. praying. And I'm like, hey, guys, check this out. You know, and everybody turned and nobody seen her. Wow. And she was gone. And so that got me a little freaked out. And I ended up going home. And then I started going to cemeteries, hanging out, going there at nighttime because I got more curious about this. And that's what really got me into investigating. So... 13 years old, I'm 30, walking through cemeteries with dowsing rods, yes, a compass, and a and a 35-millimeter camera with this big light, you know, flash on it, and I, I don't know if I got anything, so I was, you know, I might have got something, I wouldn't know. Did you do this by I,
0: yourself, Anthony? Yes, I did. Oh, my gosh, I, you're brave.
1: <laughs> 13 years old, I, I was kind of, you know, I was nervous and stuff. But I wanted it, because people, when I said i seen the four birds, I here I am in a group of my friends and I'm saying I'm seeing a ghost. Mm-hmm. And it's like the first time. What Why? What do you, what? And people, especially, I don't know, religious people, tell me, I'm, I am seem to see the devil, I'm going for all this other stuff. I, I'm not saying all religious people are like that, you know, but once I came across, tell me, I, I'm, I'm looking for demons, I'm going, and through the years, you hear God. But back then, I lost a lot of friends because of it. So yeah. I, I'm going to go to the cemetery. I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm going to get something on film. Uh, and, of course, I I might have. I don't know. Because so Remember, back then, you have to buy the film, put it in the camera, take your pictures, all 20 pictures you get out of it, and take it to get developed. Well, when you're 13 years old, maybe you can afford to buy the film, but you can't afford to develop it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> had a lot of film that was un- undeveloped through the years, too. But um, like I said, I don't know if I got anything. But later on, so when I, I got interested in the paranormal. And, you know, I started going places. Before this became popular, after 2004, I was doing my thing. Right. You know?
0: You know, so... Well, you know, it, it's funny because I remember growing up, the only shows that was on TV about this stuff was In Search Of. Later on, Solving oh, the Oh, I used yeah. to love In Search Of. I, <laughs> I used Search to of, live
1: for that. <laughs> I got all the
0: DVDs for that. Sightings. Yes, I remember Sightings. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. Sightings, I loved that show. That, that's what got me really into uh, starting a team and everything because. Watching that show and started like, wait, people actually go out and look for stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I'm like,
1: you know, there's teams so it's not I don't have to do this by myself. Yeah. Maybe I could start a team. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: You know? The shows also and, talked about parapsychologists and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, big
0: parapsychologists. Yeah. I mean, it was just so they were so such cool shows.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I miss shows like that. They just should bring those kind of shows back. Oh
0: okay, yeah, you know? I know they were great, weren't they? <laughs>
1: no, they were good shows.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: well produced and everything. It was like, and they didn't go for the the fierce factor like mm-hmm. these shows nowadays. They all go for the 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 scare factor of of a show or whatnot, you know. And they went for more of the learning about or what course or you know? Yeah. Nowadays the show just wants to scare you and you know, not all shows like that, but a lot of the shows that are done by these, you know, certain um companies, certain individuals. All they want to do is get that scare and jump out at you or the best scare so to go. And yeah. when people jump, you know how people jump, that's what they want.
0: Yeah, so. I don't think people really understand that haven't done an investigation. And you know how hard it's hard work. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you just don't show up with a recorder and walk around for a few hours. There's so much detail to it.
1: I'm a camera person. I got the night vision camera. I can see zero light with my camera. I, I and I go in areas that's zero light and. I mean, I I do it because I want to. Mm-hmm. I can see people not wanting to do it because some people, you know. I walk in. I got a, um, I have a a camera, a video camera, that's full night vision. I got two body cams, so you know, the ones that, like the cops use. Yes. I put one in front and one in my back. So because every you every time you do an investigation, as you walking down the hall, you always see something behind you. And by time you turn, whatever's behind you is gone, or it's not doing whatever it's doing. Now I got a camera back there, so something's going on back there. I'm gonna find out. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I, I like my camera, you know, because the camera has the the uh, EVPs and the video. Yeah, has both.
0: And they're they're Absolutely. having so many more advancements in the equipment that's coming out.
1: Yes. Yeah it's so many equipment um so of the equipment I like that's coming out so many equipment i all I see is like the old equipment getting a couple more bells and whistles added to it uh, you know hmm so so yeah, yeah. and I, I see like you know it's a cool idea having a teddy bear's eyes light up, but that's just a rampart i mean you don't really need that or you know or you don't need a lot of stuff that comes out. Yeah. You know, it's just selling factor, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, the teddy bear's eyes that light up. I might like it as just because I'm a girl. (laughs) Yeah. Having a teddy bear on there when his eyes, you know, his eyes light up. Anthony, now Um, you're you're an electrician. And mm -hmm. I know that's had to help you on many investigations because a lot of people, you know, when they get that... That fuzzy feeling with every hair standing up on their body. Sometimes, especially in older homes or older places, it's due to wiring. Mm,
1: yes, yes. Well, um, a lot of old buildings. I don't know if people know this, but and it's an electrical thing. And but you you know things electrical have ground wires, right? Okay, everything, the, all the equipment, all the stuff that come, not equipment, but all the um, gadgets, everything has a ground wire. Even the houses nowadays are built with grounds, that grounds, a box, to earth, all right? Right. Back years ago, they didn't use that. What they used was the neutral, the white wire, as a ground. So there was nothing really grounded. You know you know what I'm saying? I'm not okay. trying to. <laughs> um, so a lot of things weren't grounded properly. And a lot of the old buildings that we go in, especially these couple hundred-year-old buildings, are not properly grounded. So when you go in, you go in and you're going to get high EMS mm-hmm. all over the place, you know? And people like, oh, look, look, it must be full of spirits. Uh, no. That's why when you go in, I, I, I just investigator, any investigator, if you're getting high EMS in a building, go to where the power sources are. Go to the wall where it might be the outlet, the light above you. Even the power, the the panel in the basement, wherever it might be, okay? That could give high EMS. If a thing has a ceiling fan, uh, and the ceiling fan's on the floor below me, I'm on walking. I'm going to pick up that fan, the electrical pulse coming out of that fan, that the, um, the magnetic field that comes out. I'm going to get that up on the second floor, and I'll probably get it from, from my chest height to my waist height. Right. So, everything is you, you have to see on everything, when especially with EMFs. And, like I said, you have a building that has EMFs. Do a sweep before you go in there and say, "Okay, is this going to be a piece of equipment that's going to really give me evidence, or is it going to be a hindu all night long?" Because I'm not going to know if it's going to be correct. You know, every every place you go, you got to pick and choose the equipment you're gonna. You don't have to walk in with 15 cases of equipment and say, "Well, this, this, I'll use this tonight." Not every piece of equipment is going to be used because each place you go. You may need a different type of piece of equipment than the pre- previous place that can be do outside or inside the labor.
0: Mm-hmm. So, do you think places that have bad wiring, do you think it could also attract spirits?
1: Yes, yes. And you're going to get that too. That's why some some piece of equipment are uh, not going to be good for um, anywhere to high EMFs but you probably will get some sort of spirit because what happens is everybody that watches the shows and that does investigating too, some locations when spirits want to manifest, mm-hmm. they'll steal the energy out of your batteries. They might even drain you right. as a person. Okay? But there's high EMS in the place, they can use that to manifest, to move things, to do stuff like that, but the problem with that is high EMFs can affect the person, can affect you as an individual, because it could give you hallucinations. Mm-hmm. It could get you nauseous. It could get you sick. And if you don't know that has high EMFs in there that's actually doing it to you, people assume that the spirits doing that to them, where it's not really spirit. It's actually being um, because of high EMF's coming from the panel, or from the the walls, or something, you know. Because you could hallucinate too. So you yeah. have to, you have to go in there well aware of your, your environment. Because a lot of people go in and say, "Oh, I'm going to run in here and do this." You should know your environment before you go anywhere. Also, yeah, you know, because not everything is haunted. Not everything is because of ghosts. Uh, you know, spirits and stuff like that. <laughs>
0: What investigation, Anthony, really impacted you out of all the investigations you ever have done? What had the hugest impact on you?
1: The hugest impact? Yeah. Um, I'm, I got a couple of impacts, but I, I was at the Hinsdale House. You ever hear of the Hinsdale House? Yes. Okay. The Hinsdale House is in Hinsdale, New York. And um it was back in the 70s, there was actually exorcisms there in um inside the, inside that house. Um it's an old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. So I was there um with a group. And of course I had my equipment and everything. It was late, it was late about five in the morning, four or five in the morning. And um We had I have my camera in the corner of the room and nobody's near the camera. All of a sudden hear the camera click itself off. Click. What the hell? So I walk up to it and it was actually physically shut off. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's crazy. What how did that happen? So as I'm working my camera, I feel a cold behind me, something cold. So I'm putting my hand and said, Wow, maybe there's some kind of, you know, portal here or something, you know, maybe there's a spirit here or something. So my friend across the room has uh, had a thermal um, a thermal um, camera and he shot it across and he said the temperature next to me was starting to drop. All right. It, it was like 70 degrees in there. Now it's going down to 30 degrees. So he's like, the temperatures behind me drop dropping. So I turn around and there's actually there was a, a carriage there, a baby carriage. You know those old carriages from the 60s with yeah. the spring on them? It was one of that. those carriages. And there was a there was a doll in it. So I'm like, oh, let me check. I said, let me feel the carriage, you know, because it was a metal handle. I said, maybe let me see if it's getting cold. So I touch it. All of a sudden, I get this image of this crazy woman pouring fluid on a baby and throwing a match. Oh. Yeah. I just got all emotional and I walked out. And if you know me, I'm never I never walk out of anything. And I'm outside, tears are coming down my face. I'm not crying, but the tears are coming down. And people and my my brother goes, you're okay? said, yeah. I just that's that was freaky when I told him what happened. And Mm -hmm. my brother's like, you know, why don't you um, come, you know, come back in. So I'm like, yeah, I just drove seven hours to get the Hempstead House from Queens. So I'm going (laughs) back in. So I went back in. And he goes, why would you touch the thing again? So I'm like, I was, you know, hesitant. But then again, I'm like, I'm an investigator. (laughs) You know, that's that's me. I wanted to know. And I touched it. I touched the. the handle again. The um, I touched it, and all of a sudden, I see ashes, a baby ashes, you know, burnt. And yeah, yeah. So that was like I have to get into more of uh, get more into this and stuff like that, you know. But the one thing that really got me on another investigation that really got me to start invest and start investing in, in in equipment and everything. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I just thought about that one. I was at the Farnsworth House in Gettysburg. Uh-huh. The Farnsworth. Uh it's a BNB now and everything. So it's a, it has a lot of history. So I was there with my brother and um we were staying there. We went over to the battlefield that night. And we went into the battlefield. As I was going to the battlefield. This is like really what got me to start my team. I, I started my team in 90, uh, 96.
2: Right.
1: I was investigating on my own before that, but I, I started a team in ninety six. Um, that's the same team I have today, Discovery panel So I um we we pulled up to. It was uh, inside the battlefield. It was uh, peach orchard. As we pulled up to the peach orchard, I'm walking on this hill. I see a soldier walking or walking away from the battlefield with his barrel, a barrel of his gun, um, the the butt of his gun on his shoulder, and the barrel facing down. He's just walking away, and it was a moon there. And he's walking, and like all of a sudden, he just disappeared. And I'm like. This is what I came here. I, I started jumping up and down. Like, this is why I came here to see this, to see this. And I, right after that, it's like, I was like, yeah, we, I mean, I, it, it was, I, I started getting all the equipment and everything up to like, at that point, I did go investigations. You know, mm-hmm. I did have equipment. Right. I got more in, Involved with it and stuff like that, and I started putting people on a team. I start bringing people on. But in ninety seven, I had the team. But ninety and that was like two thousand eight. That's when I brought everybody. It's like I want to have a team with people on it. in mm-hmm. 90, In ninety six, when I started my team, it was three people on the team, and that's the only people that wanted to be on my team. It's me, myself, and I. Wow, nobody else. <laughs> No, <laughs> me, myself, and I. Did Everybody your brother come was, along uh, at least? <laughs> nope, no, nope. My brother was even into it then. Oh my goodness! My brother, I, I started they, my my son, my my brother started like in 2008 with me. Gotcha. Coming along on on investigations, but up to then I was pretty much on my own. A lot of them. Um, I did a lot. I should say not really because I. My son, my my son, he started coming with me later on. My my uh, middle son, Jesse, but in '96, um, throughout the '90s, me, I used to throw my my wife and my two sons at the time. My my other son, my third son, wasn't born yet. Um, we used to go to the cemetery, and I used to go in there and see if I could get stuff. And I used to drive in the minivan. And we used to go to the cemetery. And uh, see if we get some stuff. And I, I used to, you know, take pictures and I, read, I got a bunch of pictures of that. Um, that's before the digital era. I had all, I have uh, all pictures and stuff. And I got some stuff. I had a lot of feelings and stuff like that. I really, I don't know. I got a couple of things on film, but nothing really major, amazing, you know. Right. But it was like, really, I started with my son, my wife and my, my two sons and my wife. It's funny because we were going past one of the graves, or one of the things in uh, Cypress Hill Cemetery in Brooklyn. And my son goes, it. it was like a military cemetery. He goes, hey, daddy, why there's books on that hill? Because you oh. know how they're all uniformed yeah. in the military?
2: Yeah.
1: And he goes, why there's books on the hill? There's not books. So I guess they came with me. But not to 2008 is when people started joining my team. Uh, you know? Because it started you know to get I mean?
0: popular on, on TV.
1: Yes, to two thousand and four. I mean, people put down the shows. Shows nowadays. are I mean, I don't like I don't like putting down the shows too much because if it wasn't, if you were in the same era as me doing investigations, right? You know, people were like looking at you like you had three heads. Only a couple of people came with me on invest. You know, if I wanted to do something, come on, let's take a take a ride. Now come with me. Yeah, you know, some people believed in it, some. But up to them, 2004, 2005 is when the show started. Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, and Paranormal State. Those were the shows everybody was going to see. And because of them, people started liking those shows. And that's when it became more, main. everybody was like, oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. Uh, So after that. People started hearing, I'm going to vote, go, go, you know, I'm going to go something or, or doing whatever I'm doing. That's when I said, Really? Are you doing that? Oh,
0: that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. <laughs> Those they, they, shows opened doors. Yes. And made people feel more comfortable coming forward mm-hmm. with everything, even though, you know, some shows I I don't care for but I never mm-hmm. say anything bad because they are opening doors so people can come out. Yes. So and abilities can come out as well.
1: It's uh, Yeah. That's just the whole thing. I people go, actually talk about it now, you know, mm-hmm. especially at Paracons. I have these kids come up to me and this one kid's telling me his whole story. His mother and father, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, he sees things, uh, you know, and the father's like, yeah, he sees things. So it's like, I don't know if the father believes this. The kids start telling me about something in him at nighttime, how his door opens in his closet and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, and I'm like, a, you know, and I talk to them about it, about what it could be, you know, I, I don't try to scare the kid, but you don't dismiss the kid. Right. Let them tell the yes. just tell him, just tell me what, yeah, really. Don't make him foul, sound. Don't make it sound silly to them, and don't make it sound like he's stupid or he's weird. Just let him talk. Just that little talk gets it off his chest, and that helps. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because you, you, some of the stories you hear, like, "Oh, really?" and it's like, but you just don't dismiss these kids nowadays. And because I wish that wasn't like me back then. You know, I I would have liked to tell my friends. I would have liked to be, you know, what I mean, I would like my friends being stay friends with me after I told them I did this. You know,
0: right? Well, and I think our generations when we grew up, not like I I told you earlier, I was so lucky, Um, but it wasn't as well accepted. You were almost mm. an outcast if you saw things or had abilities. People were interested but not, it wasn't as accepted as it is now.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I I, I, that's why I I always like to talk to kids, talk to them and see what they got to say. You know, it, maybe it is over-imagination. Don't know. Maybe they watch too many shows. Maybe they watch Walking Dead thinking think the world's going to have that, you know? Right. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of scary shows out there that, you know, maybe the kid watches, especially ghost hunting stuff, and they say, "Oh, I could do that." Yeah, you could do that, but it's not just because I remember when it started getting popular, mm-hmm. and all the places we used to go to were free to go to. No, now they charge it. All the equipment, oh, yeah. the equipment I used, the equipment I bought at the beginning, I had no ghost hunting stores to buy my equipment.
0: <laughs> now they do. <laughs> uh, yeah. I we used to go to hardware stores. Mm, yes, <laughs>
1: hardware stores. I used to buy my equipment in hardware stores. Make Going it yourself. There, you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I didn't make it. I, I just, you know, what I mean. And then you know, in construction and stuff like that, it's like, hey, you know, that thing is what we're using it for here. They're using it for that on the show, and then I'm like, wow, that piece of equipment. And then, then you start. Being in construction, you know, being an electrician for so many years, you start looking at pieces of equipment that we used on the job, how I could utilize this on an investigation. Yeah. You know, and I have, and I, i used a bunch of different things. Like I, I try on error, like with, um, we have these machines that actually test sound, you know, and how many Hertz and how, how loud it gets so how how low it gets and stuff. I tested those. It didn't work on anything I needed before. Um, it didn't, you know, it didn't help me. But I, you try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, different lights. We have different lights that we try. We just, it doesn't hurt trying. You know, you don't have to watch TV to actually get your ideas to what to do on investigations. You know, it's a lot of common sense. If, you, if you're if doing the EVP, and you're asking questions and who's here, what, 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 what are you here? What's, what's the year? What's the date? Who's the president? Those are questions that everybody asks Think outside the box a little bit. Right. You know, you know, we, we have one of my, my friend, Joe, that he passed, he passed a couple of years ago. Oh, um, one, one of my right hand guys. Yeah. Thank you. And, um, he was in a he at Gettysburg and he was in the field with my son. And I was standing where the Union soldiers are. He would have been where the Confederate soldiers are. And he's in the field and I have like this cat gun. And I'm shooting the cat gun and then laying down and he goes, I got some chocolate. I got some chocolate. <clears throat> and um, all of a sudden we got it we played back, we got E V P. Give me a piece. Oh cool. wow. Give me a piece. So you gotta think outside the box. It's common sense investigation. How we're talking, you and I, right now—that's mm-hmm. how you talk to spirit. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, you talk to spirit that way. Give them respect. If they were human at one time too, but not all. all well, negative stuff. Sometimes they're not all. They wouldn't. They ain't not they didn't become human. You know, but some of the stuff. Just talk. Talk. Talk to the person. Talk. You know? Yeah. If something's in your house it's haunting you, don't don't challenge it. Get out of my house. Get out. Don't challenge it. Talk to it. Okay. I can't get rid of you. This is your boundaries. Absolutely. You know? absolutely. <laughs> Give your boundaries. You know, we got to be here together. I'm not going nowhere. You're not going nowhere. Of course, you're going to find one side, maybe a couple times the key's missing or you know, something, mm-hmm. you know, move to something, but it's nothing because people, are, I don't want ghosts go to my house. Well, they're not going to go where, anywhere. You can get them crossed over. They're not, some of them won't go. Yeah. They they're like not it. Here. Go. Yeah. They
0: like that. They like
1: it. Here. Some of it might be your family that coming, coming to visit and stuff. Yeah. And they're not going to go like me. I learned to step to live with the, with them. You know what I mean? And I things follow me all the time. I do do the, uh, when you leave investigation, I do my cleansing and everything like that. But sure. I don't care how much you're going to cleanse. Things, things can follow you. And I'd be sitting on the couch and I'll see something peek out by the curtain. And I'm like, oh, come in. Join me. Watch some TV. <laughs> and it's, yeah. Give them their boundaries, it. though. <laughs> I, I said, come on, join me. You know I mean, and, and it's like, but I think some things follow you, mm, maybe yes. to get a reaction from you. And then you turn around and um, don't give them a reaction to it. And you just welcome it. You know, I think a lot of times they come maybe, maybe to get reaction. because I have a feeling that the more you people get scared of them,
0: they like that energy.
1: I feel that's the energy that they they might want. They don't want to scare you, but I think that's the energy that helps them. Yeah. A lot of times. You know? But energy is energy. It doesn't matter really if it's negative or, or positive. I mean, look, you you go into movie theaters, there's energy in there. People are happy, people are sad, they look at movies crying, happy, whatever. You know, people live their lives there, they they get engaged there, they get they break up there, you know. Right. And anywhere the theater, anywhere theaters have a lot of energy. Anywhere there's energy, or, you know. Bars have a lot of have. energy. Yes, yes. Good and bad. So you don't you never know what you're going to get. But when it comes to spirit following you and stuff like that, following your house, I'm not saying you don't have you have to welcome it. But this is my suggestion: is if you can't get rid of them, and you you know, a lot of people can't even really afford to have people come in and out to try to get rid of them, because some of these people come in and out constantly. You have, like, some people that want to charge you to cross them over, and they come back three, four times. And, oh. and every time they come back, they, they charge you. I, I mean, there's a cost that you don't really have to do, and some of them charge a little too much. Wow. That's what I feel.
0: You know? But Do you you think that they also can sense entities consents when a person has that acceptance and that light within them that they can communicate with you?
1: I feel there. Yes. Yes. I feel that they do. Once they're aware that you can communicate, Mm -hmm. they're not going to (laughs) stop. Right. Grand Central Station. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because I work. Many places in the city. I worked, of course, I was down by the towers and everything. I worked, I rebuilding it and um, a lot of energy there and stuff. And uh, I know in the past, if I was, I was in a place, um, and I, for example, I was working in this one building and we were at lunch a couple of us. And this was, we were working nights, it was a night shift. So our lunch was like, Two o'clock in the morning, you know? Right. So we're inside the area, and I'm sitting across from my friend, or one of the guys I was working with, and there's a door there, and I seen a woman going past the door. So I I reacted by seeing the woman go and I, I looked up. I, I seen her. And the guy behind me goes, You see something? I said, No, no, nothing. As I I looked up, the spirit stopped and turned towards me, like, oh, shit, he sees me. Oh. And ever since then, every time I ate there, I would see her standing by that door. Wow. You know, and it's like, I guess if you're not noticed, maybe spirit wants you to, to be not. You, not. There's a show on, which I watch. It's a
0: funny show. Called Ghosts. Oh yeah, I've seen a couple of those. That is funny.
1: Yeah, I, I I like that show because um there was they they had the um the original one from the UK, mm-hmm. and it was the scene where they were trying to get sell the house and they're about to leave, but they wanted to go somewhere there's no ghosts, and she has the abilities, so everywhere she went, if she <laughs> noticed the ghosts, they would talk to her, constantly talk to her, question stuff, so she tried to ignore them. Right as he's walking, and they like, "We know you can see us. You need it." And, and I thought those parts were so funny because I've been through that, trying to know. You know, when you work in an area like the, where, where the World Trade Center was, there's a lot of things going on there.
0: Oh, and, I bet. Yeah.
1: And you try, you, you try not to acknowledge it because you see them, but you try not to acknowledge it because as soon as you acknowledge it, that becomes a that becomes a thing that they think it's, oh, I'm going to always go and do that and appear to this one person. So you try to not acknowledge them all the time. I mean, some of them, when it comes to kids, I'm always trying to.
0: (laughs) Well, Kids are a little different, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, because they're so innocent and especially when they're over there, they have no idea. They're looking for their mom, they're looking for daddy, they're looking for something, you know? And to be alone as a kid, you know?
0: Yeah, that's why it never surprises me if somebody has any maternal instincts, male or female. I always, Mm -hmm. when I talk to them or interview them, they're like, oh, I attract children. It's like
2: Mm -hmm.
0: they probably see that you can acknowledge them and they want to hold your hand because that's a really common thing is Mm -hmm. having your hand held by a child.
1: Yes, yes. And I have that done a couple places already. Because well, children seem to come to me, children and animals.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always have a child
1: or animal by me.
0: That's you know? funny. And,
1: and then people, even when I go to investigation with everybody, because I guess it's like a, I'm like a daddy to mm-hmm. them, or a, maybe a, a grandfather figure, or maybe something like that, you know? And maybe that's why they come to me, because um, the SLS. Um. Camera. You know what the SLS is? No, but those those those, those cameras have like the stick figures oh, on them.
0: Yes, yes, I know what you're talking about now. Yes, yeah, absolutely. People watch the shows, they'll know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, they look like little it's stick figures SLS. and they move and it's yeah, it's it's a
1: design the camera was actually the that one camera was actually used for the Xbox. Yes. And yep. remember the Xbox they used oh, to yes. play games. And without the controllers, and they could have certain games. Yep. So that was actually done, used for that. But they started they started seeing, people started
0: seeing other, other figures in the room with them. Yeah, that's kind of freaky.
1: <laughs> yeah, so somebody came up and they actually took that and they made it to the SLS, which, you know, those cameras have been around for a long time, but um, they've, they've been around before um, Xbox actually used it for their games. But mm-hmm. they take those cams, they take them, and they start using them and i mean you get false positive stuff if if you're looking if I'm looking at a a a doorway that's that's shiny and stuff mm-hmm. I will pick up my my shadow on that doorway stick figure you know. Any kind of reflections or anything, you can pick up. And, there's, I mean, there's a lot of false positives with that, too, because, I mean, it's always trying to map out of a body. So if there's something like a bush or even like a tombstone or something, it has like that, like a head with arms Mm -hmm. and a shoulder, or even like a cross, something like that, it it will map it out like there's something there. It's nothing there. It's just just a program. So you have to know your, your environment when you go in with that. And you have to look at the, you know, what you're looking at, and make sure you're not picking up your own stuff and everything. So right. it has its flaws if you're not using it properly. But if it's used properly, it's a great tool. So the reason I brought that up was, we we're at this place called White Hill Mansion. Um, it's in Jersey um, Fieldsboro, I think it's called, in Jersey, and uh, the, the building has been there. Um, Like 50 years before the United States was the United States. That's how old the building's been. Wow. It was 50 years before the United States was even signed. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it has a lot of history. So that's how old the place is. I love old places. Oh, Just, yeah. You know, not, not only because of the goals, but because of the architect and everything else. And mm-hmm. you know, they built it back then. And it's still around. But we're in that place and there's, there's a, up on the third floor at one time in history, they, uh, the mob owned it and they had like a wall up on the third floor and the wall up there. There's, so the, the whole, the wall there was actually where the, the women were and kids were there and it was, it was in a good place at that time. All right. So I was in there, and one of my friends, that's when the SLS cameras first started being used for, for, you know, finding spirit. And I was in there, and I see a little girl. And matter of fact, they have one of those things with the bears I told you about with the ice. They're oh, blue yeah. Bear, the <laughs> blue bear.
0: <laughs> yep, yep, yep.
1: <laughs> so the blue bear is, if anybody doesn't know, a blue bear is actually a teddy bear. Which they actually put the lights in, like from a rampart. So anything touches it, the lights will go off and also will ring, just like another piece of tool, you know, mm-hmm. that we use on investigations. Well, well, I'm up there and I I see a spirit of a girl walking and and I'm like I'm like, hi sweetheart. I said, if you want, you know, the bear, you could touch the bear if you want, and. Start touching the bear. So the guy with the the SLS, the camera picked it up, and it was a stick figure touching the bear as the bear was going off. Aww. So I thought that was cool. I'm yeah. like, oh wow, you know. And I'm like, I gotta get this piece of tool because I seeing some. This is the first time I got to see something that actually was picked up real time for me. You know, this is like, well, I'm seeing this thing. And I see, and now the stick figure. I'm seeing something. So I'm like, all of a sudden the stick figure stops and she disappears. And I'm like, oh, that's sweet sweetheart, and I, I got the name um, from there, um, Sa- Sarah Rose. Mm-hmm. I picked the name Sarah Rose. That's, that's just popped in my head at that time when um, you know when I seen her, and I'm like, your name's Sarah, Sarah Rose, Sarah. Don't be afraid. Come here, just Grab my hand. Just touch my hand. You can hold my hand. You know, if you if you're afraid, you don't have to be afraid. All of a sudden, my hand started getting cold. And so I said, you know, and I said, um, the guy, but my hand's getting cold. So he swung the camera mm-hmm. to me. The stick figure was holding my hand. Wow. So I thought that was the coolest thing. So of course, I had to go and buy one of those things. <laughs> It cost me one of my kidneys, but I I got one.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> well, it's awesome too when you think about it that it was made for a video game, and how it's mm-hmm. used now.
1: Yeah, like I said, most of the equipment that people making and all that stuff, it was used for something else. It was used mostly for construction mm-hmm. or some kind of maintenance, you know. And, and which was pre- it's pretty cool how they used it to, you know, now they use it to. You know, it's active spirit.
0: Now, you mentioned, Anthony, you mentioned animal spirits. I'm really a huge animal person. I own five animals. I have a kitty ghost in my house. (laughs) Do you? Yeah. Uh, And it's so hilarious. It's so hilarious because when we first moved in, we bought a historical house when my husband got transferred. And it's a Mm -hmm. 1938 bungalow that's being redone now. But when we first moved in, you know, you do a little painting and stuff just so you can like move in and get a little settled before you have to redo a house. Yeah. And my husband goes, did you let a black and white cat in? I'm like, no. And he goes, well, I didn't think so because it just ran through the wall. (laughs) I was like, I know which one you're talking about because I saw him earlier. And I didn't tell him what color it was, but it was really funny. And my cat plays with it constantly.
1: That's uh, so awesome! It's Index. adorable.
0: It's so adorable. It's so tell yeah. me about some of I, the animals
1: you've. My seen. My house was like that one time. I had all kinds of animals too. Same. My kid, my sons are much older now. They moved down and stuff. And my, we just had to put my dog down. I right? had oh. a little Dachshund, and uh, check cancer. And a year ago, our cat died. And before that, we have oh, we had all kinds of parrots, uh, par- parakeets, and all this stuff, yeah. and lizards, snake. We had all the things. Now I got a, a cock a cock, um African grey bird. he's twenty six years old. My son, he's going to have to take. I mean, he talks and he, mm-hmm. you know, he yells at me if I don't give him some of my food. And yeah, it's great.
0: Absolutely, I have because, a yellow headed Amazon. Oh, cool! I love Those birds. Birds, I love. yeah, me
1: too. So, um, I've been experienced. Okay, there was a. A book um, that I wrote a story for one of the guys that, um, uh, you know, Brian Cannell? I've heard of him. Brian Cannell was one of the, um, uh, when they had the um, the Haunted Collector. Yes. With, Brian, mm-hmm. with, with John Zappers. Yep. Okay. So Brian had these friends writing a book and he told them that, let me write a story. They, they, were, writing, they were making a book for, um, it was Staten Island. Um, uh, it was, I'm going to read the book right now. <laughs> it's funny. Um, it was called, it's called, it's Staten Island um, Animal Meat, uh, Rescue. Mm-hmm. And it's called Hope. The they, they is called Hope. And um, so they actually had a bunch of people from the paranormal fields writing it stories of pets that they had oh, that I love it that came back and they they still you know they're still around. Mm-hmm. So um, John Zaffis in a book. There's a bunch of people there I don't know if you, if you know all these people. Um, John Zaffis, uh, Christy Chesare and. You know, Brian was in the book and Mm -hmm. a bunch of people. So my story was that I put in a book called Cookie. Mm -hmm. Remember my story I told you about when I first seen the first shadow? Yeah.
0: That was Cookie. Oh my gosh.
1: That's Cookie. Cookie was 18 years old when we had to put it down because she had cancer. Um, So... I had Cookie all those years, and um, when we had, she she was sick, and they had to put it down. So um, I had to carry her. I I helped I carry her to the car. My father took her with my grandfather because I couldn't go with them. I couldn't. I could not see Cookie being put down. You know, right? She was she she was was like assistant to me for like five years. My brother didn't I was by myself for five years my brother was born. So I called her my she was my little sister, oh. Cookie. So um what happened was the day they took her to um put it down, um I went in the house and I, I just went to my room, I was laying in my bed. I was mad, sad, everything at the once, you know? Yes. And so what happened was I hear my father afterwards later on coming back, he, that's after after uh, they they put cookie down. But I see him drive pulling in the driveway. All of a sudden I hear barking. I hear her barking. And I'm like, Oh, maybe they can put it down. Maybe I go running downstairs and my father like I see my father, he was upset too. So I was like, I went, I'm running around the house running in the backyard. No, she was, they actually put it down. So I heard her barking right afterwards when oh. they came back. Yeah. So she, because she, she's, she was a barker. She loved the barker, I thought. Um, Then uh, a couple months later, or maybe you know, it was in a couple months. So um, when well, I told you, I have that little bedroom up in the hallway. Yes. In my house. It was in the back of the hallway but the back of the hallway was pretty much like the front of the house where people came in down on the set. I was on the second floor, that was, and then you go downstairs, that's the first floor. My grandparents lived there and we lived on the second floor. And um, all of a sudden I hear barking, barking. I'm like, I get up, I'm like, what's going on, Cookie? I'm like, you know, I was like, woke up, I hear this barking. And um, I flipped the lights on. And I'm like, what the hell? I opened the front door. There was a crowbar. Somebody was trying to break in. Wow. Cookie probably barked to wake me up to throw the lights on, and it scared the person off.
0: Wow. The guy was,
1: somebody was trying to break in. So Cookie was, like, kind of warning me. Yeah. About. So that to me, that was, you know, Cookie's reaching out beyond the grave to let us know something's going on. She's still protecting us. You know, and and I always felt like afterwards, and I still to this day, I could feel like, you know, something jumping on, like a dog jumping on the couch and the couch going Mm -hmm. down next to you. Yeah. I can still feel that to this day. You know, it's funny because my friend, I I don't know if you know my friend, um, Ron Yacovetti, Fun. they do a thing called Staticom. Oh, interesting! And uh, they do this thing static. Like, matter of fact, they're, they're gonna—they just—they just, they just um, gonna be in a uh, uh, Paracon in England. They got just bought them. They're gonna hear Staticom. It's the newest thing out there. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. That's it's awesome. Like It's—it's—it's—they it's it's, take the spirit box. They take all the words out, uh-huh. and they all they used is static and they put it through a program and they're getting words. Static has no words in it. It's crazy.
0: That's interesting. Well,
1: So the reason I'm bringing that up is that we did, um, cause I'm always, we always together before the three of us. So we did this um, show. It wasn't a show, but it was, um, it was out in um, Pine Bush, uh, New York. And it's a, it's a UFO paranormal museum. Mm-hmm. So he was doing this thing. He was running his the, running the um SATICOM And uh, so what he did, he called the dig, the digital uh, seance. So he gave a mic to everybody. It was like 30 people in the room. Mm-hmm. And people were going around with the mic and saying, asking questions. And answers were coming out. Pretty cool. Well, it came to me. I'm like, and this is only a couple of years, maybe a year ago, two years ago. He goes to me and, I, and I'm and i like, Ma, if cookies with you make a bark.
0: Mm. It
1: barked. We heard barking coming out of this system.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: There, And I was sitting there um, with a couple of people, uh, the Shanley the Hotel of <clears> State <throat> New York. That's another haunted location. Um, the owner, Kelly and um Tracy, have the manager was sitting right next to me. And of course we have this on video because I videotape everything. And you could see her face and Tracy's face when I heard the barking, like and, like nobody could believe it. And Thirty people in that room heard it. So wow. that that really would something. So cookies she's still with me after all these years, you know.
0: I think I think animals are they're so special. Yes. They're a little different, I think, than humans that pass over. I always feel like there's an agreement or something before we come down here that they're going to be our companions. hmm Yeah. That's but the only Animals full love. That's all yeah. they want. Just, all they want's your love. Yeah. That's you my know? only solution to collecting so many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they
2: always
1: want
0: love. <laughs> Every time I come home mm-hmm. with something new, I feel eyes glaring at me.
1: <laughs> I, when, I'm at to say now. I don't want no more. We got Murphy here, and I got to I, I call my grandpup. My son mm-hmm. drops his dog over. We we babysit. Well, he just, my wife was like, Ken, oh, the, the dog's name is Mocha. Ken Mocha, mm-hmm. and he goes and calls to my son, Can Mocha, come over for this weekend, hang out with us. And my son <laughs> would drop, drop her off with us. It, it, it's an Australian. Um, C- cattle
0: dog. Oh, how cute! Yeah, it's
1: just like, yeah, yeah. It has it? They it grow. It's born with no tail, and mm-hmm. she's a no bark. You know, that's just, it's like, uh, and she's all she wants is so all she wants is just to love her, you know. Cattle. So, yeah. So, I mean, I'm at the, the age now. It's like you know, I'm retired, and you know, walking a dog at night times or in the snow and everything <laughs> like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's not fair for them if I can't do it or if I don't want to do it, now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I have um, five animals in my life, and I foster sometimes, too. Okay. But I only foster kittens right now. I can't foster dogs because I have a special needs dog. But it is funny, mm-hmm. like all of my animals in the past, once in a while I can hear them or feel them next to me. Mm, yes. And I, I just You're think there. they're special, you know, especially my chow-chow. Mm. If I'm afraid, I feel my chow. I had a chow-chow named Oz that somebody tied to my air conditioner. And I tell you, mm. if, if I'm walking at night, just taking a walk, once in a while I can just feel him walking next to me.
1: That's that's something.
0: And they're just amazing.
1: The animals are great.
0: Yeah, You I know. Mean,
1: I, I see the spirits of the animals. Summer Mansion, I know mm-hmm. if it's, that's Summer Mansion. That's a place out in, in um, Pennsylvania. Um, what's it? Uh, narrow, uh, narrow, narrow, narrow town, something like that. It's in Pennsylvania. It's not too far from Philly.
0: Yes, and um, I think I know which one you're actually talking about. The Summer Mansion. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And um, I was there. One of the owners, one of the people opened up and, it, and we get there and we're there. We're all there all night long. We actually close the place in the morning when the sun comes up. That's if we decide to leave when the sun comes up. you know. But we're there. And so everybody wanted to go get something to eat. And it was like a one of those. Because everywhere I, I New York, I could go 24 hours. I could go get something to eat anytime. Right. right outside of New York, everybody closes down at nine o'clock. What the hell is nine o'clock? <laughs> I was right, you know, here, so there was a like a gas station type or
0: like a diner. Um,
1: no, it was like a gas station, um, convenience store type of thing. to have food there and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a Wawa or something like that. Um, so they went there to get food and to bring back with us and we had something. So everybody left. So I was there with just the, the woman that opened up. And as I'm talking, we're outside by the, the back door. The back door's open. We're just talking back and forth. And, and I'm looking straight into inside the place. I see her her face is towards me and stuff. And I see a, a, a dog walking out from, from the staircase and walking to one of the rooms. I'm like, whoa. I said, is there a dog, a spirit of a dog, a dog in this place? It's, it's a small dog with flappy ears. It's, it's like, uh, it's it's mostly white, but it has black spots on it. She goes, oh, that's a general's dog. Oh, interesting. a general's dog. Because it was, that, that place goes back. There was a general that actually, one of the um, owners was a general that lived there. Mm-hmm. And he smoked cigars. Um, and um, so I thought that was pretty cool. I just came out and just walked into a room. And I'm like, where'd that just come from? I didn't know how to have spirits of animals there. And then we had, you know, nowadays everybody has these cat light, the, the cat balls, you know, the cat balls that they play with the yeah. light up. Yes. Uh, that's, everybody thinks that's going to spirit stuff. So one of the people with us um, put that in the middle of the floor. I won the floor That's in that same hour, the same night, um, thinking a kid, a child would touch and stuff. And um, so I'm walking by the room and I see a, a tail of a cat. Oh, I see is the back, the tail up. Was, it was a, like a, a grayish cat. And I could see the tail, the back leg and the back of it running. Cool, oh like just very plus a floor. Like, I just seen a cat. That's oh that's cool. Matter of fact, with my spirit on, I have drawn everything I'm telling you. Uh-huh. All these things I've seen, I've drawn. I have I have drawings of them. That's awesome. I draw everything I see. You know. Which eventually one day I'd like to get it all in one book and and yep. get it out there so I can see my stuff.
0: That's what I was gonna you ask know? you. Is there a book in the works? Yeah. I
1: I, I would I mean, I would w- like to
0: try to get a book
1: going, um, but I got to look more into stuff uh, because uh, I'm on a pension and all this stuff. And I, you guys see, I could I, I bring an extra amount of money and, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, anything against my pension. If I bring in so much money and all of a sudden it goes over and whatnot.
0: Right. You know? I don't blame you at all. <laughs> I got
1: a pension. I got benefits. My benefits. <laughs> kidding.
0: You like and I like it that way.
1: <laughs> yes, I worked all my life for those things. I might as well keep them. Yes,
0: you know? absolutely. So, Anthony, right. what, what's upcoming for you? The um, what's upcoming? Um,
1: I'm going to be at Gettysburg um, Battlefield Bash.
2: Oh that, that um, in sounds July.
1: Like so much fun. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I'm gonna be at Pennhurst. Um Pennhurst oh. Penitentiary. Mm-hmm. That's coming up uh in May. Okay. I don't have all the exact dates, but I have coming stuff coming up. Um I'm gonna be well, I got a couple of investigations in between too. Um I'm gonna be at Dettysburg, then in um I'm gonna be at the um, Sleepy Hollow Paracon, mm-hmm. Massachusetts Paracon, I'll be out there also. Those are the paracons going to be doing. But investigations, oh, I got a bunch coming up. <laughs> um, I got some coming in. Um, it's like we—I I just did investigations just recently at the Collin Museum in uh, Medford, um, Pennsylvania. And The next day, we went to Bayonne the so Masons mm-hmm. places. Oh, interesting. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was very that was very cool. And um, like I do tonight, <laughs> I was going. I might be going to Shannon's Hotel on Friday. Not mm-hmm. sure about that. one. Yeah, trying. Wow. To, uh, I got an investigation. Oh, I'm going back to the Mason place on February seventeenth. Mm-hmm. Um. I I mean. Investigations. I'm, I'm going to try to get. I'm trying to get to the 76 house. That's awesome place. It's a, actually a restaurant. <laughs> uh, um, it's in. Well, I'm going to have to. I'm going to make arrangements there. It's this, it's the oldest house. Matter of fact, the second floor of this house, yeah. 76, 76 house, Hamilton lived for two years. That's oh, that is so cool. Yeah, he lived there for two years. Matter of fact, this building is actually um they wrote some of the um Bill of Rights here. Huh.
0: Where's that located? That's that's in um Tappan, Tapp- New York. I I I thought that's where you were gonna say, but I wasn't sure. That is just so cool.
1: Yeah, so what what you do there? And I'm going to get a bunch of investigators cause I, I I have my team. But what we do is we do like a para unity thing. And we all get together and um, teams from New York, Pennsylvania, um, New Jersey, and stuff like that. And we get together and we do investigations together. It's like a, you know, mm-hmm. I get something, I'll, I'll call them up. Let's go here. I guess they get something like the investigations I've been going on lately. I've been being invited to, which is. Cool thing, you know.
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: You know, um Yeah, so I'm trying to get there and I, I got a couple other locations that I'm gonna try to get back into or do you know throughout the year.
0: Well this was but awesome, the- Anthony. I hope yeah, you I, I hope you come back on here.
1: Yeah anytime. Anytime you you need somebody or want somebody. I mean I'm retired now, so <laughs>
0: I think your work is awesome. 48 years. That's quite a dedication.
1: Yeah, it's, it's still, I guess I'm still searching for the answers, but yeah. And I could tell you by, we're still searching for what, you know, the answers of what we've seen and stuff like that. Sure. But the whole thing is, you're not going to find the true answers out to anything until we're on the other side.
0: That's very true. <laughs> but we can and have a good time it. trying.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: mean,
1: never know what will come out. You don't know what, what kind of equipment that are coming out in the future. I mean, with this thing, the Staticon, with Ron and Lortis, um and um, they got people, matter of fact, they got people, um, Tony Rathman and Cherie Rathman, in they're in Arizona, and they all work together. But Ron and what really did, you know, they've been doing it Quite a few. I started with them doing it back a long time ago. It's been like four years ago, five years ago. They've been doing this, mm-hmm. and it's just, just picking up now. And but it's so close right now of hearing a, a voice, and it's they they're, they're pulling these voices out as something that has no transmission. There's no there's nothing coming in. It's just pure white static, and the spirit. The spirit is actually manipulating it and giving us words and he's giving us answers. And it's it's such a wild thing. It's such a wild thing. that, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be part of, you know, with them.
0: Well, yeah, because that's kind of groundbreaking.
1: Yeah. I mean, they just got invited to, um, in September, they're going to, um, England.
0: That's amazing.
1: To just start showing their stuff out there too. They were invited as guests, of, which is pretty cool. Yeah, you know? that's
0: awesome. Oh, wow. Well, Anthony, it's been so great talking to you. I hope you come back on maybe in the fall. I'd like to hear some more of your stories. Okay.
1: Just let me know. I'm always happy to be on shows, um, help out. and, you and know, Mitch- my, my, my show is on Thursday nights at 7.30 it's called The Ventures of the Supernatural um it's it's a live show uh 7:30 to 9:30 um that's eastern time because we're actually broadcast also in um England also oh, in Manchester does. um so we're done here and in, in Manchester um so if anybody wants to check us out uh you know, we, we have a lot of stuff to say. And I think I talked a lot tonight. You got to come on my show and
0: listen to every, everything else I could talk about. Is is your show, for the audience purposes, is it on YouTube? On yes. Facebook Live? Yes. Okay.
1: It's, it's on YouTube. It's on Facebook Live. Um, if people want to look me up on YouTube, um, they can. Um, I don't accept everybody. It's not that I don't want to because... I've been hacked so many times in the past. I lost a lot of information in the past. So, um, but they can, you know, if they message me that they heard me on the show, you know, I'll accept them. Um, sure. Also, yeah, it's a live show. It's live every every Thursday nights and two hours, and we got some good guests. I have, you know, what we have coming on in a couple of weeks. Oh, who? Uh, Jeff Jeff Mudgett.
0: Oh cool. Oh Jeff Munchiness? Yes. (laughs) That would be fun.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a fun show because I was so much into his show and so I'm gonna be like a little fanboy.
0: Isn't that funny when that happens? That happens to me. You know who who made turn me into a fan person when they were on and I was so Mm -hmm. nervous? Jim Mm -hmm. Harold. Oh really? I was so afraid to interview him. (laughs) <laughs> I, my hands were shaking. I I'm, I'm thinking to myself, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I had the opportunity to some good people. I mean, John Zafis has been on, um, the guys from Twenty Eight Days, mm-hmm. um Haunted on um, Amazon, um Short, Sean Austin, which I'm friendly, we're friends with, and um Austin um oh Thompson, he was on Twenty Eight Days with with Sean, which I'm gonna mm-hmm. try to get them on the show again. But, yeah, they, I, I, I've been got the opportunity, especially when you're the Paracons and meeting all these people. Yeah. And I asked
0: them to show and they said, yeah, sure. I'm like, cool. You know, <laughs> some of them are the most down to earth people. Yeah. John, Zaffis,
1: John I, I You know who John Zaffis is, don't you? Or you yes. You ever heard of his name? OK. John Zaffis. He'll pop up on your investigation. He'll just come. <laughs> and you're like, uh, we we were at the to Shirley Hotel, and we got there. Thursday, we got there Friday night, and the investigation was Saturday, so we got there Friday night, slept over the next. Well, uh, we went there and we do a whole investigation that night. Of course, you got to do that. We slept a little late, and then we got up, and um, so it was like four o'clock. And I'm like, listen, I'm going to get maybe an hour's sleep or something because we're going to be up all night. So I go upstairs. I'm laying down. And they call me up, say, Lord's uh, calls me up, says, oh, the pizza's here. So, okay, I'll come right down. I come down and walking over. Who's standing at the pizza box? John's office. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, <laughs> hey, John, how you doing? He goes, hi, how you doing? And t- just, sort of, you know, just talking. When we did the Conjuring House, he also showed up. Really? Yeah. So it's like pretty cool. He's just such a nice guy. It's unbelievable. I was mean, like, you see him on the show, and you're like thinking, you know, I just did a VIP thing with them. And he was there. And um, well, that's, I got to meet a bunch of people there. I got to, you know, meet, I got more people on the show. But yeah, he was there and he sat at the table with us. Like, you know, like, you know, how he was hanging out with us. It was so cool. You know, also yeah. down
0: to earth. Those are you the know? funnest people.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you hear their stories. Especially he talks. He talks about um, about his uncle there. Um, what's his name? Um, oh, I just went blank. How did I do that?
0: Oh, now you just caused me to go blank.
1: <laughs> Warrens. Um. Lorraine. Um, Lorraine and Lorraine Ed. And Ed. Ed, Ed, yep. Ed Warren's his uncle. Yes. Is. Yeah, because Ed is a twin, and John's mother is is his twin. Yeah. It's, it's Ed's twin. So they're, they're twins, so that's where he comes in. And he talks about it all the time. It's like, oh, that was pretty cool. I just shows up and said, oh, shit, here's John. Hey, John, how you doing? <laughs> He's probably hey, still
0: searching, too. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I could talk all night, so whenever you want to end this, Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we're out of time, but I could talk to you all okay. night too, because you have some great stories. Give your little parrot, is it Murphy? Yes. Give him a little scrunch. Is,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm going to go in there now. He's going to curse on me. I'm going to sit next and him eating a sandwich. and be like, what do you got?
0: <laughs> He's going to want it. <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: That's what he says. He tells me, what do you got? Give me a sample. Oh, how cute. I'm like... And he doesn't, he gets mad. Yes, so I they do. <laughs> and he, I, I, he gets, he eats a lot of, I know people say, don't feed him regular food. Mm-hmm. If I don't give it to him, he,
0: he goes nuts in that cage. Oh, yeah, they like, they he, like. Yeah, throw water on me and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Mine likes yeah. apples and carrots. Mine likes pizzas and lo mein. <laughs> Your bird's a junk food junkie, <laughs> yeah
1: that's you live in this house you have to you have to do something like that you have to be you have to eat the food that's in the house yes, I love them <laughs>
0: Anthony, it's been yeah. a joy. I will talk to you in the fall
1: okay, great Oh right. maybe one day we'll get to meet.
0: Oh, I'd love that so much. You have a good night. Thank your wife for letting me take your time. oh,
1: nice. No, no, she gets to watch her show without me bothering her. <laughs> All right.
0: You have a good night, Anthony. <laughs>
1: uh, married 31 years she <laughs> she wants some of the time away from me. But well, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know how you women are. You get away from guys.
0: Oh, but, you know. I've been married okay. 34 years this year, so. 34? <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. What's oh, that? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You want to get away
0: from them.
2: <laughs> yeah. so Don't you, tell him. That's what you no. go on the show. This
1: are <laughs> on the show, so you—that's what you do. you get in the show. So, I yep. have the show tonight, and then he Jeez, produces it,
0: so he can't get away from me. Say, <laughs> <So>, oh, <laughs> have a good night. Okay, you too.